There it is. Welcome, folks, to another episode of Wheelchair Wednesday here at the Wheelhouse. Uh, got another special guest coming to you all the way from Texas. But before we get to him, let's go ahead and run the intro. All right, everybody, let's give a round of applause to Chad Williguro. What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? It's good to be here. <laughs> Thanks for filling in. I know this wasn't necessarily scheduled for today, but... Uh, Thanks for popping up and helping out, you know what I mean, keeping things going. No problem. Somebody fumbled the ball, picked it up, and scored. There you go. Hey, man, you know, being part of the family, that's what you got to do around here sometimes. Um, that's one thing I noticed about being in a wheelchair is, is you know, you kind of you kind of enter that family. Once you're in there and you kind of realize it and you, you, like you said, picked up the ball and now you're finally running with it, you realize that you do have other people that are with you. If you want, you can reach out. Um First question I got for you. Let's go to the, the, the simple and plain one is how did it happen? What's your level of injury and how did it happen? Oh, I, I got such a boring story. Uh, I was just diving into a pool and hit the bottom. Like, you know, it, it, it was pretty deep. I just hit that incline between the deep and the shallow. Yeah. We were playing some stupid game and I wasn't thinking about where my head was going. And I, I could have stopped it if I'd have known it. Cause I I just hit it just right. Right. And How long ago was that? Thirty-seven years. Thirty-seven <laughs> years. Yeah. So you you've been down for a minute. Yeah. It's it's the only life I know now. Yep. Triple OG so like, status. Like I told you, we can cover any topic you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, luckily we got, we got the same old ten questions we're gonna ask you, just like we ask anybody else. Um, just regular everyday questions that I could think of. Um, that other people kind of inspired uh, to go through it. You know, just to kind of give somebody, really, to be honest with you, the reason I did this was because, in you know, when you're in that hospital bed, and, you know, 37 years ago, I, we didn't have YouTube or nothing. But, like, nowadays, yeah, nowadays you're in the hospital bed, and you're looking up YouTube or whatever, you know, of, of your injury and seeing how other people are living it. And it kind of does help. It helped me a lot, you know what I mean, to see other people doing things and how they were getting through it. So, um the next question I got for you is kind of crazy. A lot of people have different answers. It could go either way, but would you walk again if you could? Which means, would you go back and, and you know, live that completely different life? Of course, of course. I don't, I don't know. How, obviously, you have a lot more. You just have a way bigger appreciation for life and everything, being living this life. Yeah, but... I don't know. I I would like to have less appreciation and go back and right. and live, live at able body just because of all the just because of all the stuff that people don't realize about this injury, like everything other than the no walking, just the the you know not being able to control your bowels, sex, yeah. uh, pain, UTIs. I if I would I'd go back and change it just. To not have to go through all of that crap. Yeah, I, uh, speaking of pain, I mean, today is one of those days. We all have the days where it's like worse than others, and today is that day for me. I don't think I drank enough water. Everybody tells you to drink more water. But, um, no, I mean, and you were probably, like, young. I mean, you seem like kind of a younger dude now. You're not super old, I wouldn't think. No offense to anybody, but I got, how well young were you when it happened? 
I was 17, so I'm 54 now. So, so you, you barely, barely got, got to, to live, like, like even the adolescent teenage lifestyle. That's right. Yeah, just just when life was getting fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, That's I kind of feel lucky. lucky. I got to, I made it till 33, you know what I mean? Like, before something happened. It's definitely different when it happens later in life than, than younger, for sure. Right, absolutely. But you talk about not having any internet back then. We, we didn't have cell phones yet. Right. Back then, so that was a whole nother world. There's a lot. There's a lot we didn't know laying in that hospital bed. You, I mean, I, I just wanted to know that the stuff I wanted to do, basically like hunting and fishing, outdoor stuff, that I could, and and you couldn't find. No one could tell me that I could till I got out and figured that out. But I don't want to no. derail you. All right, go ahead. No, no you're, you're good. good. We're gonna, gonna get to all that too. That's on here. <laughs> Um, next question I got for you is dating slash married. How do you find that life? Yeah, well, I'm not married yet. Uh, I met a couple that wanted to along the way. They just weren't the right ones. Right. So I, I've, I like to think that I've held my stand all way. You know, I'm, I'm not going to settle for somebody that didn't write for me. I, I'm going to live that way. You know, obviously being in a chair, it's more difficult to meet people, of course, because, I mean, you're going up. I'm going to make some generalizations. Doesn't mean every, there's exceptions to every rule. So a lot a lot of women, you know, they have that fantasy about happily ever after, and they think someone's going to show up and make them happy, and, and that, you know, they think about that most of their lives. Yeah. When they think, when they think of Mr. Wright showing up, he's not in a chair. No, 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 that's, that's definitely that's you. Don't, you don't see that in any storybooks, do you? So you're 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 fighting that. That that's what you have to fight through. Yeah. But that being said, you, you got You have to. You still have to put yourself out there. And, oh, absolutely. And be and be interesting and have some passions in life and do some things, and you're gonna meet people because. When when people see you out there doing stuff you love to do, they're gonna be like, "Hey, that's you know, I wanna I wanna know that guy." Or, right, you know, they're not gonna come knocking at your door. So, I mean, I tell people all the time, don't isolate yourself, because that, you know, after you get injured, you isolate yourself. You just you you're gonna you're inviting depression. You got to build your support system. You don't want to make it smaller. Right. Yeah. No, no for, for sure, sure especially, especially living this life. life. You need more support than anything, yeah. So I, I, I know a lot of marriages don't last once one of the one of the partners gets injured. But it's different when you meet someone after your injury, though. You know, you're you you're more likely to stay married a long time. Right. Um. That's. I mean, yeah. And it's, it goes. Man, everybody's different, you know. Because I've talked to so many people, and it's like you you think there's somebody out there for everybody. I've, I've talked to wheelchair, wheelchair couples that are that are both in wheelchairs, which is something you never think about. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, I, I think it's I think like yeah, I believe in there's somebody out there for everybody. You just gotta find them. You know what I mean? I used to think that way. I used to have a rule about only having one chair in a relationship because it would be too tough. But I met someone who made me change that rule. Right? See, you never know. Um, next question I got for you is: What is your biggest pet peeves about this life? Oh, uh, God, pet peeve. Uh, 
You mean like what's going on that I wish I could fix? No, no just, just what, what bothers, bothers you the most. Like, like what, what, what gets, gets on your nerves, nerves the most about living in a wheelchair? Oh, my God. It, you're asking somebody who's, who's accepted everything there is to accept. So. <laughs> right. Uh, you were around before uh, what that ADA even probably was invented. Yeah, for sure. Physically or, you know, with, with if you're talking about ADA, it just has to be with the people that are abusing the system. Right. Because there's no ADA police, you know, really. Oh, yeah. But let's talk, there's a hang tag epidemic out there where... Everybody's, everybody's getting, getting hang tags. Oh, and they, they take up all the spaces now for... Yeah. for that that's one of the things that you, you know, know i, I put, put lights and a siren on my van i was thinking about actually pulling up and being like excuse me you have to move from that spot unless we can see valid identification like i was just gonna go at it and be like whoop, whoop. but i don't want to get pulled over for impersonating any kind of officer that would be bad show pur show purposes only is what i said there needs to be a license plate only parking spot so right you could you can put the hang tag spaces in the back of the parking lot right <laughs> Yeah, no, I 100% feel that. I, you get to the parts where literally, like, you have to take up two spots. I'll take up two spots diagonally to where I can make sure I can get out. But even then, it's it's a pain if you ain't got nobody to help you. Um, I can tell you, the, let me tell you my pet peeve physically. It's, it's having pain where you don't know where it's coming from. And when you go to the doctor and you say you're hurting, but you can't tell them where. Right. They don't know, they don't know what to do. They're like, well, do you want me to scan your whole body? Or Yeah. They like, start Man. running tests, and a lot of times they run all their tests, and then they tell you, I can't find anything. Go home and suck it up. Right. They Give you more pills to swallow, I guess, or something. Oh, that's the worst thing physically about Yeah. About and that's, I try to not do I mean, I, I used to hate taking pills, but nowadays it's like I feel like because I take the gabapentin, and, you know, it, it actually does help me. I haven't really noticed my memory going a little bit or whatever. We all kind of forget stuff here and there, but. I think that's a more of a para thing, like uh, like chronic pain is, is more when you break your back. Yeah, yeah, because it's all in my back. It's like right in my spine. They, You know, the yeah. surgery and all that stuff, two bars holding on to it all day. It sucks. Most of the quads I know don't have that, like the nerve pain. I've noticed that. That's, that's one thing I would say I would envy about it, but I think I would still want the one, use of the hands. That's the one thing, Rick. That's about it, right. Oh, man. Um, what is something that you wish you could do now that you can't do no more? Oh, God. Uh, probably water ski or snow ski or surf. We grew up water skiing, so that was our... Uh, that you know we did it all but I, I never got to snow ski able-bodied or go surfing I would I would love to have done all being able to do all three of those right heck yeah um, um we, now we, we just, just talked about, about this any pain what kind of pain do you have do you know or is it just like kind of like well, a radiating feeling all of my pain before okay I had that Mitrofenov surgery seven or eight years ago that's where they remove your bladder and they build you a new one out of intestine. So, oh gosh, I had an SP tube for thirty years, and that was the bane of my existence. And it gave me some freedom too. But you know that that's what was at the root of most of my daily pain 
whenever I, you know, I would go through weeks or months with it. It was all because of that. Right. So after this metropinol surgery, I was so glad to get rid of my bladder. It just now I've had, I hardly have any pain at all anymore. It's been great. Right. And it's, I'm more independent now because I, because I cath through a stoma that's near my belly button. So I don't, I just have to lift my shirt up and cath. And I've had about two UTIs in about seven, six, seven years. So. Oh man, I hate those. They make you feel like you got the flu for 24 hours. Oh yeah, they're bad. They're bad. So I don't, I don't have much, aid, no dysreflexia anymore. Really, it's been. AD. Yeah, that's been one of the best things I've ever done. Heck yeah. What was it? What's, what's it called? called? It's called metrophenol. Metrophenol. So there's two two things they can do with that. They either slice your bladder in half and make it bigger with intestine, and you still get the cat through a stoma near your belly button. And they they told supposedly when you slice your bladder in half, it won't spasm anymore. Is what they told me. Oh man! Because it it can't if it, it one half can't talk to the other, and so that's what. But they were taking mine out anyway, which is fine with me. But the, those are the two forms of the metrophenol. You either get rid of your whole bladder, or they just cut it in half and make it bigger. Right. Um. Another question I want to ask you is: What is the thing that you found to help you the most after you got injured? 37 years ago without no YouTube or no TV or nothing. I mean, you had TV, but just for me, it was getting out and, and figuring out how to hunt and fish again. I, I took a year off of school. I postponed it because I got injured in July. I got home on Halloween and they were, they were trying to get me to study while in the rehab. And oh I, my after, goodness. After a few weeks, I was like, you know, this isn't going to work. Well, why? I, t I told my mom, I was like, why can't I just put off my senior year of high school? She's like, you can. You know, right. says you can. Right. So I still got to hang out and do stuff with my friends when I got back. And we, my whole, everything I was doing was trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to shoot again? How are we going to hunt again? And so we got out I don't want to say quite a bit. I don't. We got out some, and everything we tried didn't work adaptive-wise. Mm -hmm. You know, because there was no adaptive shooting equipment, so I was trying to figure out making how to make my own. So I got out and failed with everything, and then I learned, okay, this is what I need to do to make it better. So the following years, when when I did i um, had some success out there we killed i was able to shoot shotgun and i got a deer so from then on it was just like boom right off and running yeah heck yeah, yeah so to speak like, now that that brings me to my next question which is gonna this is where we were talking about it is the hobbies like the hobbies before and after because you were always an avid hunter right yes yeah so you just stuck with it and then figured out a way to do it for yourself there was some there was some I gave up, you know. Of course, you're going to give up some, like golf. Yeah, but, I hate that, man. Everybody mentions golf. I'm like, man, I used to love playing golf. I sucked at it, but it was fun. Yeah, we, well, I played in high school, and then I, I was out the window. So I, you pick up some new ones, you know, like photography is kind of a new thing that I've gotten into. 
Nice. I love that, but I, you know, with filming with Able Outdoors, I'm in front of the camera a lot still, but I like getting behind it. We uh, we actually had this. It was like a a volunteer program through the through the rehab, and they wanted some guinea pigs to try out a photography course for okay. people with disabilities, and we we had to use our cell phones for the whole course which was fantastic. There were two professional photographers who were also like OTs and they, and we had assignments and, and we had the group meetings once a week. And then we had a big showing in a museum after the course was over. It was, it was pretty cool. I, that, you never know what you're going to get into. Right. So, so let's, let's talk, talk about, about Able outdoors. outdoors. So when did that start? Uh, it actually started, 30 years ago or more when the internet was just starting out I I built a site called Follow Me Outdoors that you know this the the few things I found that were outdoor uh, adaptive hunting and fishing related I started putting it all in one spot and just that just kept going and going and then the, I get from that side I moved to I think it was like Disabled Outdoors or Disabled Hunter and then we we, I got with a girl, a friend of mine, and from Wisconsin, and we started right doing a mag, publishing a magazine for a couple of years, and we named it Able Outdoors. And nice. That didn't take off the way I wanted it to, so I met. I ended up meeting another uh, para girl from Wyoming, Ashley, and I, she was more into the outdoor video. So I, I talked. She actually wrote a column and a story for the magazine. And I was, and I called her up. I said, "Hey, you want?" Uh, I was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm in my fifties now, and I've always wanted to do a, a outdoor TV show, you know, or video." <laughs> I thought, "You want to, you want to partner with me? Because I want it to be a, a guy girl team." Right. And I'm a quad. She's a para. So she's like, "Yeah." So we, you know, we, we kind of wanted to do this. We, we we had the same ideas about how we wanted to, it it to look and what we wanted to do with it. Right. So we did it. She found a camera guy, a really cool uh, guy named Nick Stella with Crooked Canyon, and he's he's from Oregon. He grew up hunting, so he knows he's he has a, he's young, but he has a lot of experience filming. He's fantastic. He ma- he makes our stuff look really good. I was just gonna say I've I've watched uh, a couple of them. The first one I seen with um, Lynette, the one that we did, and we actually had Lynette on the show. And uh, man, I was just I was blown away by. First of all, like how you guys was able to get her out there to do everything, but also about the way that you covered it, about the angles, the, you know, just everything, the sounds, the music, like everything went perfectly together. I'm like, wow, that's really nice. I actually used some of your footage uh, on the show, some of the footage on there. He's great. I mean, the, the very first one we did, I was like, I was like, did, did we really film that? Right. Like, like, this is us? Wait a minute. When we were doing it, it didn't look, didn't look like it was going to be that good. Right. Heck yeah, man! Well, congratulations. I mean, we're definitely gonna, we're gonna put that in the in the description too. If you guys are watching live, you can always come back um, here in a little bit once this cycles through, and we'll have all the stuff put on there for you. Um, yeah, so that's definitely awesome, man! Congratulations on that. Here, I'll give you one of these just because you deserve it. <laughs> yeah, that's my crowd. I keep running. Um, yeah, for sure, man. Definitely super cool stuff. Um, I'm glad to see more people. Anything that, you know, somebody can do to make this life a little better, even not only for themselves, but for anybody else, I think is super, super dope. Wheelchair Mafia stuff. So. 
Um, what about travel? I know you guys do the, like going up and down the canyons and stuff, but do you like getting on airplanes, going to different countries or anything like that, or what's your travel like? Yeah, for sure. I love to travel. Actually, I, I'm probably one of the few that that doesn't mind travel. You know, a lot of people are worried about airports and planes and stuff, and it, it it's simple to me. I mean, right. I've got the, uh, you know, I've, you, you get I got TSA pre-check. That's one of the best things I ever did, because you they don't they don't you know they barely pat you down. And they and they check. They don't make you take anything off. They right. you slide right through. Even if you didn't do that, you would you have your own separate lane anyway. And there's plenty. The the airports. I've been in some little rinky-dink airports up at the northern reaches of Canada, and we went to Argentina before, and Africa. You know, we've I've done that long flight. Oh man! So in every airport has been you know they're ready for me even no matter what you know like hey you're in a wheelchair we know what to do and heck I, yeah they're they're good at it no matter what so I, i've always had one time in 30 something years of travel like oh, this little bitty thing on my chair broke and it really it really wasn't uh southwest's problem because I, because a lot of people try to fold my chair by just grabbing the handles and pushing them together. Yeah. But you have to, you have to lift the foot plate up for first, so that will flatten. And right. And the top light design, it had a weird design in the middle, and there was this little skinny part in there that broke. And I was like, uh, well, I, you know, you go and report. It's, it wasn't that big a deal. They fixed it. You know, they paid for it. You move on. You you keep traveling. Right, right. Can't let a little thing like that get you down. I've heard some horror stories, but those were like the power chairs or stuff like that. Now, power chairs are different. You have to definitely take some more precautions. Yeah, for sure. And and, and be more careful with that. So I'm I'm lucky to I'm lucky to be able to travel in a manual. Right. Um. Next question is last question, but not the least. Uh, by any means, is what is the best piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's newly injured? Oh, God, I, I tell them two things. Uh, get out as much as you can and take care of your skin. Yes, yeah, skin is very important. A lot of people don't understand. If you, if you, if you neglect your skin, you're going to be in bed for six months to a year. Right. And if, if you, you see a lot of wheelchair people... people Doing this? No, we're not trying to like rip one out. We're just doing our little pressure reliefs. Don't mind us, you know. Uh, I'm I'm lucky because the more active I am, the the less I have to do. Yeah, pressure right. releases because I'm moving around a lot. Yeah. So, but man, just get out. I, I've got a couple of uh, gun dogs that make me get out. Well, I got one now. I had to put one down this year, but I get out with them. They make me get out when I don't want to. Because they, they got, got there, they want to go. They're like, "Come on, let's go, Dad. Let's go." That's right. They're nice. like, "I don't care how you feel. Get your butt out of bed. Let's go." Right. Heck yeah. I can relate to that. I got a crazy Australian Shepherd. She's always that, ready to go. That goes back to not isolating yourself. Get out and do something. I mean. Yeah. You only got one life. Don't don't make it smaller than it has to be. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great piece of advice. Get out. Do something. Enjoy the sunshine. 
uh, you know, yeah, just, just simple, something simple. simple. Even getting out and going outside and just sitting in the sun. Like I've done that plenty this summer, and I, it was great, great time. I, I usually do that, but it was too hot for. Well, no, not in a hundred plus degree weather. You don't want to do that. Take precautions what there. The, what about to start now? We can go sit outside. Up here in Michigan, we got a little luckier than you guys did. We've been pretty nice all summer. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing. I I, I usually travel up there once a summer, but not this summer. Nice. Well, well it, it was, was a pleasure, pleasure. Uh, Chad. We're going to keep you in the uh, the old wheelchair Wednesday family. So you know, maybe later on down the road or something. If we don't have nothing planned, we might check back with you, see what's going on, um, and then definitely get with us on my wheelchair Rick page. If you got anything new, if you want to share something, we'll be happy to do that. Um, as far as that goes, yeah, everything else, man. Like we'll put all your stuff in the the description. So everybody, if you guys want to check that out, like I said, after the live, we're going to go ahead and throw that in there. Um, and then stay tuned for next week's Wheelchair Wednesday. Um, I'm not even going to tell you who it is because who knows? Who knows who it might be? It could be somebody new every week. But thanks for tuning in. Uh, Chad, thanks for your time. Hang out with me real quick. We're going to drop this out, and then we'll talk to you a little bit more. Um, but everybody else, we'll see you next time. This is Wheelchair Wednesday. <laughs>